Alright, so I want to talk about um, how the engaging the four dimensions of God's heart, um, four dimensions of His glory, pursuing it. That being the, the totality of um, the kingdom and his righteousness, or the grace, abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, or I mean, everybody calls it a different thing. Um, John calls it the two commandments loving God with all your heart, soul, and might, and loving your neighbor as yourself. <clears throat> Jesus told us to seek the kingdom and his righteousness. Paul says the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And in another instance, he said <clears throat> the, um, the boundless riches of Christ and the administration of the mystery. The mystery kept hidden Christ in us. Beginning to see it in the Lord's Prayer as Jesus is telling us um, protocol, the protocol of alignment, <clears throat> um, of engaging the Father's heart. It's almost like He is exploring the dimensions of God's heart in one moment teaching us how to do it so that we we're complete completely surrendered to the father's hope and will good pleasure um so first you got out of the four dimensions start at the top um the highest dimension is to be in the father We're in the Father. We're in Him. Our life is hidden with Christ and God. Of God are we in Christ, you know. And Christ is in the Father. Um, The purpose of us being in Christ is not just to be in Him, but to be in the Father. Being in Christ restores us to being in the Father. You know, um... So... Of God are we in Him? <clears throat> Jesus said, "I am in the Father." So those who are in Christ are in the Father, um, and this all starts with the Word of Truth, um, the continual hearing of the Word of Truth. <clears throat> like we're developed by the Spirit to identify with the Son. see it. We can see it in... Hold on. So, we're being taught how to identify with Christ by the Spirit. And the Spirit helps us by shining a light on Christ. Or shining light in Christ 
Um, and I believe that's why John calls it the seven spirits of God. Um, when you shine light on a prism, on the other side of the light, you see seven colors. <clears throat> Same with the Holy Spirit. Shine a light on Christ. In Christ, you see the seven spirits. And the seven spirits teach us about the knowledge of Christ. Um, and I, I don't believe just the knowledge of Christ, but his posture towards the Father as well. You know? Um, <clears throat> that's why Jesus said, you drink of this water, it wells up to eternal life. You know? There's a river in Isaiah, or no, Psalm 46. He says, there's a river whose streams make glad. There is a spirit whose seven dimensions of that spirit make glad the city of our God, you know. So we can see that seven spirits play a part with bringing us the complete knowledge of God. They all function differently, and I, I won't go through that now. But um, <coughs> but I, I did want to talk just specifically about the seven spirits being the revelation factor. The like the spirit helps us and intercedes for us teaches us, equips us, leads us, um, is everything to enable us to comprehend. That's why Paul says, I pray that you strengthen with might by the Spirit in your inner man. This is in Ephesians 3. And then he says, so that Christ may dwell in your heart, so that you may be able to comprehend with the saints. You know? So it's Spirit enables us to grasp the disposition of Christ, the identity of Christ as his body, you know, where he is, who he is, as he is, and how he is, you know. It enables us to grasp that and the objective reality and behold of the Father in heaven. <clears throat> and, you know, the Spirit enables us to inherit the kingdom of who God is, I, and I didn't—I didn't see it this way until recently. Like, it's not just God's kingdom; it's the kingdom of who God is. Kingdom is governing the governing grace, the governing surround. Seek to be surrounded. Seek to realize that you are surrounded. Seek the truth that you are surrounded. And the truth that we are surrounded is the Father. The all things that are possible is the Father. We're surrounded by the all things that are possible. <clears throat> but it's that when we seek it, we inherit the worldview of the Father. The eternal worldview, the heavenly worldview. You know, so when we seek the kingdom of heaven, we inherit the Father. As the governing reality. 
Um, and when we seek his righteousness, we're seeking the the citizen in heaven. You know, Jesus is a citizen in the Father. Therefore, he remains. If he leaves, if he was, a, if he was to leave the Father, like when he came to the earth, you know, he left the Father, he left the fellowship, <clears throat> he left heaven to earth, to come to earth. But only to return home when he came back to the Father. You know, where you are a citizen or what you call home determines where you go at the end of the day. You know, it determines where you return to to rest. Um, gravity makes the earth home. No matter how high we jump, we come back to earth. So righteousness makes heaven home. No matter how much we struggle, of you know, the faithfulness of Christ, the stance of Christ, is the foundation and beginning of our faith. He is the beginning and the end. He started the journey by becoming flesh and finished it by sitting down. He's the author. Word become flesh and the finisher. You know, seated, the flesh becoming a seated position in heaven. <clears throat> and as he finished it, he releases the knowledge of his of his faithfulness. So no matter where we are in our knowledge of his faithfulness, you know, he he is. He's faithful, you know. And the promise that we're inheriting is the knowledge of his faithfulness. Is to stand with him, is to appear with him in glory. <clears throat> so that we may behold him and reign with him as kings. Um, standing before the Father, walking before the Father. <laughs> so, um, kind of wanted to bring a bridge to the cliff before we cross the cliff. <laughs> um, because if I just start talking about the Father, but not talking about the journey and the knowledge to the Father, to know the Father, we're bankrupt in our discovery. It's a distant truth. Um, we must discover. Um, and I believe... The, the totality of the knowledge that the Holy Spirit brings is what enables us to fully identify in Christ in heaven and his righteousness and in the kingdom of God, you know. <clears throat> like as we believe Jesus is Lord, God raised him from the dead, as we as we trust that his stance in heaven represents us you know, there's a great power at work towards them that believe. And that's the Ephesians. You know, there's a great power that that works in us because we believe. Because we just believe that 
His resurrection was the only way to set us free. Not even our experience. Our experience doesn't set us free. His resurrection did. As we believe that and and rely on his faithfulness, not our works to, to get us somewhere, you know? But as we believe in his righteousness, um, we begin to inherit righteousness and salvation. Righteousness is his stance, his stance in the Father, before the Father, and the, and the stance of the Father before him, or upon him, or governing him as a world. You know, like he says, our life is hid with Christ in God. So he's a the Father is a governing um, arena, a being in whom we live, and the Father is in in Christ. So it's a a union, a communion. Behold, and being hailed, um, like my mother would say, Nima. <laughs> um, so this this comes by the hearing of the word, as we're constantly feasting on the gospel, feasting on the word of truth. Constantly hearing by by the daily bread, by the word that comes out of the mouth of God, we're being enabled to <clears throat> to believe. You know, we're being enabled to trust in His faithfulness, because the hearing of the word is actually the the echo of His faithfulness from heaven through the Spirit to us. Because the Spirit communicates from within us because we're in Christ and Christ is in us by design so the head of our life the Lord of our life his reign and victory has access to communicate within our very being his faithfulness that's the conviction of the Spirit the conviction convicts our inner man the Spirit always speaks to our inner man um, the truth shines light on the truth of our inner man. That's why it says the spirit. The, the spirit who searches our hearts knows the depths of God. So the, the, the reality of our hearts is the depths of God. The mystery kept hidden. You know? So hearing the word of truth, believing the word of truth, um, by the spirit enables us to journey in the knowledge of Christ you know um, it's a uh, Dr. Seuss book that it's a a a kid or whatever being that that Dr. Seuss made whatever they are I don't know what they are but it's standing on a platform and and you can tell the platform has developed almost like a tree grows up doesn't like expand in width it grows in height um it was like a little circular platform that he was on he couldn't move left right up front or back he had to stand in that same position and the the the, the, and the, the name of the book was oh oh the places 
that you would go. Like, all the places where you would go. Like, it's describing, like, like, you're going places by standing, by just standing there, by just believing in Him and being still. All the places you would go. All the places that will be unfolded before you. Because you are believing that you're that the posture of Christ is in whom you live. You live in Christ. And his posture is seated in heavenly places. So the, the, the testimony of the Spirit is the knowledge of Christ's journey. And the, and the knowledge of Christ's journey enables a, a greater testimony of the Spirit, which is the knowledge of the Father and the Son. I believe that's why John says there are three that bear witness on earth. The blood, the water, and the Spirit. You know? They communicate the mercy of Christ. They wash us with the water of the Word. They wash the bride to align to the head. They wash the, the body to align to the head. There are three that bear witness in heaven, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is the communion that has always been. <clears throat> the, the, the exchange knowledge and intimacy and ever discovery of the Trinity. And we are in Christ, so we are now a part of that. We're not interwoven. We're, that's what new creation is. So there's a earthly inheritance of the water spirit and the blood and there's a heavenly inheritance of the Father the Son, the Holy Spirit and we inherit this as we're journeying with the Spirit the Holy Spirit you know, and this is the river of life that flows from the throne to the earth in um, Revelation 22, it says that, you know, um, Isaiah talks about many people will return, only the redeemed, only those who have received the redemption will return. The redeemed receive the spirit, the water, and the blood as their journey, as the testimony, as the enablement to walk. Because without this, without the water, the spirit, and blood, you know, without the spirit, you don't identify with the sun. So you're not returning home. You're visiting heaven, you know. And it's like uh, Moses. He, when he visited the face to face fellowship with God, his face shined, but it, it, it went down. It, it stopped. It, it, the light of God's glory on his face begin to dissipate and begin to go down because he didn't have heaven as his home. He didn't have the new wineskin. So the spirit enables us to identify with Christ. <clears throat> the water washes us with the word, enables us to function in his wisdom. It enables us to, to walk with him teaches us, equips us, cleans us. The blood cleanses our conscience. It wards off all illusion and all deception. 
yet communicates the very life of Christ. You know, um, so these dimensions engaging us in the earth um, that we may return. These are return graces. These are graces to return. And the graces that enables us to return enables us to stand in heaven with Christ and the Father in the Spirit. That's why I said the Father seeks those who worship Him in Spirit and in truth. We, we have to return to truth. We have to return to the Spirit. We have to be led by the Spirit and return to truth. You know, um, so really seeing how it's a must to inherit the knowledge of Christ's journey. It's not it's not experience or it's not teachings that will get us this. It's grasping who the Spirit of the Lord is and and, and the Spirit of the Lord's depths of being, you know the many breasts of the mother that enables different qualities of maturity to take place you know I mean I believe that's why the seven spirits is described as the spirit of the Lord, spirit of wisdom spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, spirit of might spirit of the knowledge of the Lord and the spirit of the fear of the Lord, they are totally different they, but they're worlds apart but they are united can't have one without the other. You're not complete without the other. Um, and they steward different dimensions of maturity. They're received when we reach certain places of maturity. That's why Paul says in Romans, or no, no, in Ephesians, he says, I pray that you are, that you receive the spirit of wisdom and understanding. These are people who have already received Ephesus was doing really good they received the spirit but he said I pray that you receive the spirit of wisdom and understanding they receive the spirit of the Lord you know that means the broken heart Jesus said the spirit of the Lord is upon me has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor mend the broken heart set liberty to the captive to um, give sight to the blind so those who, those who were poor in spirit saw the kingdom they received the spirit of the Lord receive the spirit that testifies that they are in Christ but that alone doesn't do it that alone you know it's just like a baby being born they're in the world they're being nourished by by milk you know but that alone can't carry them in life they need different dimensions as they mature you know so as the spirit takes us on a journey and and the dimensions of the knowledge of Christ not the knowledge of us but the knowledge of Christ in whom we live as his body you know when the spirit takes us on that journey then we we inherit not just the merging of our identity with Christ but our with Christ in God reality, you know? Like the enablement to appear before the Father that 
like because Christ is in perfect fellowship with the Father. He's in perfect face to face with the Father in heaven. So as we grow up in him, we grow to see objectively our Father in heaven. You know, and that is true worship to be fully enveloped, fully surrounded. You know, delight yourself in the Lord. To be fully delighted. You know. Being. Um, just being satisfied. Like John, like uh, David says. In your presence. There's fullness of joy or satisfaction. And at your right hand. And in Christ. There are pleasures evermore. I'm subjectively satisfied. In your in your presence, I'm objectively satisfied. I'm satisfied with who you are as my father. At your right hand in Christ, I'm satisfied with who the I am is, the great I am Christ, who I am is. I'm satisfied who I am. You know, there are pleasures evermore. Their subjective satisfaction. You know, so this is seen all through the Bible. Um, there's an objective kingdom and a subjective kingdom. Objective Zion, subjective Zion. You know, um, that both we are to inherit, we, we get to inherit as, as we believe power that's at work in us is the power that enables us to identify objectively with the Father and subjectively with the Son. Um, and we're just growing up and expanding and the church is although the church has never had a mother a, or never fully receive the totality of the mother you know we have like since that's happened we've been babies we've been growing you know growing as babes um, and we've never had a complete development of our mother in the earth you know being the fivefold being the seven spirits flowing through the fivefold not just through the fivefold but through the body the five departments in whom all the body is discovering the knowledge of Christ and the riches and abundance of his grace the abundance the limitless riches of his being as as we're receiving and exchanging the qualities and being well rounded in our in our fellowship with one another that's how we mature as a mature man, meaning as fully matured in the man Christ. You know, um, like Paul says, you know, um, continue to be deeply rooted and grounded in Christ. I think he said that to the Colossians. So we're seeing that that is the goal of the spirit and the bride. The spirit, spirit and the bride, they say, come come to the sun, come home in the sun, 
you know, and as we inherit the riches of the sun, we we mature in the sun to the point where we're objectively beholding the Father as sons and subjectively doing his will as sons, you know. So we are the bride returning, the body returning to the head, maturing, turning to the head, being spotless and wrinkle free by the knowledge of him, because he's made us already that way. But it's through the knowledge of him that we inherit as we're spot and wrinkle free, as the body aligning to the head. We then, as sons, as joint heirs with Christ, inherit the Father. Inherit the limitless riches of the Father. The fullness of God who's in the Father, who's in Christ, you know. So this is a big time backtrack because I feel like it was a needed bridge to communicate. Um, I never want to talk about. I never want to talk about something that's too far fetched. Um, yes, spiritual knowledge is discerned spiritually and it's discovered spiritually by the Spirit. But everybody is on their journey. Everybody's in a certain place. Some people may just in, be in a place where they're, okay, they're, I'm learning how to hear the word. I'm learning how to hear hear the Spirit testify of Christ. Not to, ju- not to just hear, experience God. Like, the experience of God is definitely necessary. But the revelation of Christ is is always leading us into truth and not experience. There's a difference between experience and truth. Truth is more like the tree that bears fruit all the time, all the time. It stands there and it bears fruit all the time. It's an infinite consistency. Eating eating one fruit is like experience. You know, so you don't just want the milk, you want the meat. <clears throat> don't just want the fruit, you want the tree, you know. And that's that's how the spirit like even in um in in when Israel came out of Egypt, you know, they wanted they only wanted the fruit. They only wanted the goodness of God. You know, God gave them, you know, shoes. Like I didn't give them shoes, but he made sure their shoes didn't um didn't t- wear and tear. He made sure that they got food, manna from heaven, quail from heaven. Made sure they was okay, you know, the cloud by day and the fire by night. Like you made sure, not just naturally. I mean, yes, naturally. You know, like, like when you look at the fire by night, it keeps them warm. The cloud by day keeps them cool. You know, so yes, naturally, but also. His glory, His glory is being revealed. His invitation is being revealed. The fruit, you're tasting the fruit, but you're seeing the seed in the fruit. It's an invitation. But Israel didn't didn't have a didn't grasp the invitation when God called them to the mountain. They said, "Who can live and and who can see God and live?" So they didn't want to lose their earthly life. 
therefore they only inherited the goodness of God. So they stay babies. Babies inherit things from heaven, but never inherit heaven as home. You know, and um, never go on that journey through the river of life, through the highway of holiness to discover. You know, because mostly because the generations before them. They taught holiness as a as a law or as a subjective need. You got to become, you got to become this, you know, rather than a delightful journey of inheriting our father and inheriting identity, the free gift of identity, of righteousness, you know, when it's a free gift, when it's redemption, when it's a restored relationship, it makes a person want to come home. Because they realize they are the prodigal son and their home has always been heaven. It's never been earth. You know. So we see that in our day. Um, many people have been scarred by the the knowledge of holiness, of what we call holiness. So when you, when I say a highway a highway of holiness, it may turn people off because of what holiness is associated with in their past. Um, when in reality holiness is home and the redemption that is in the blood of Christ enables our minds our conscience understanding to remember who we were and where we were before the world began you know remember that we were sent here you know enables us to remember beyond the created order into the uncreated order through the spirit you know so man <clears throat> um so going back as I kind of just shine light on the journey of hearing the word of truth receiving the spirit being led or being taught by the spirit being fed by the spirit the spirit leads us by feeding us all truth of Christ I always thought you know those who are led by the spirit I always thought it was being led to do things yes the spirit may may enable by the wind but there's a greater leadership of light that leads us in the knowledge of Christ you know in the realm of understanding in the realm of being in a conscience consciousness of being spirit leads us into all reality of being and what is that all reality jesus said on that day on the day that that he will rest raised from the dead and send the spirit on that day <clears throat> he says you will know that i am in the father the father's in me i am in you and you are in me so that is all truth the fellowship with the father and the son the union of humanity with with God of new creation and this is new creation in Christ not known according to the flesh but according to the spirit according to the spirit we're one you know so as we are enabled to see this by the spirit we inherit you know um, so yeah as I'm seeing this journey of receiving the word of truth 
being fed and led by the Spirit unto the all truth, you know, of who Christ is while enabling the spiritual gifts of the body. This is not one person inheriting, this is a body. Enabling the gifts to inherit, you know, the people to inherit the fruit of the Spirit, the quality of the nature that enables people to eat of Christ and know His nature. People, it enables people to be healed by Christ. It enables people to be restored in the body, restored in the soul, restored in the spirit. You know? Um, <clears throat> it's the purpose of those who may have the spiritual gift of healing, the spiritual gift of miracles. You know, the healing may be the healing in your body, cancer, you know, sickness, disease. The miracles in the mind you know the miracles that that enables the soul to be eradicated of any demonic oppression any demonic um a, a stronghold that's been established in, in the man you know any demonic penetration doors open in the heart you know miracles in the mind the soul and then the mysteries the pro prophecy you know, the, the revelation of, of, of identity in the spirit. So these gifts flow through the body as a community of people, as a round table around the rock, upon the rock. As we discover the spiritual gifts and exchange the qualities of Christ, we, we become well-rounded in our developmental knowledge of him. We all reach the sonship. You know, so I've talked about that in a previous podcast. Um, and wow, man! So you know the spiritual gifts, you know the fivefold ministries, the five departments that is that unfolds the dimensions of Christ that makes us well-rounded in heaven and on earth. You know, in our relation to man purpose of on earth is is relating to man it's relating to the weaker vessel is to establishing um the grace for sons to come to glory establishing um developmental things like you know just like how uh, you got education you got entertainment abcs you know so that kids can grow up and uh, grow up in in the the culture of the government to grow up cultivated by the culture that's what culture is to be cultivated the word cult is not a bad word it just means you're cultivated but we're supposed to seek the cult or the cultivation of the kingdom of God and the brainwashing of the blood of Jesus which our, our, our brains are supposed to be washed wash is clean you know, so a lot of these words we've been taught are evil, but in reality, they have significant meaning. So the church in the earth is, is set up to develop those who are being sent to the earth, to populate the earth, to multiply. You know, the children are sent by God into the earth 
discover and steward more mysteries of who Christ is and who God is. Discover the knowledge of who God is. Um, and therefore, glorifying God in a greater capacity because there's another, another added piece, another added seasoning to the pot. see the body at work. We see the body discovering the unity of faith, the community of Zion. And we see it on heaven and like, perfect example of me working at, at, a, at a plant. I see the baby form of the car at the very beginning where all the, where they put parts into, you know, to be, to make the, the, the model of the car. And I see the end, where it's a fully mature car, but it's one building, it's one, it's one, it's one plant, it's one location. Same with Zion, it's both the nurturing womb of Christ and His body, and it's the birthing into the reality of the Father and the Son. You know, and this is our inheritance and this is this is what is at work in the earth do we see it by the flesh no do we see it in the spirit yes it's a it's a multi-functioning body of christ um does that mean don't get in position and, and just see it in the spirit no that means although it's formed in the spirit in christ Although Christ is using the body in many different ways, there's a participation that enables um, more potency or that enables um, the knowledge of Christ to be fully formed. You know, like if there was no line to run a car from start to finish to, you know, in the plant, to, to develop the car you can still put the car together you just gotta go to this area get part get one part boom go to this area get another part boom you know and and it may tire you out in the journey but you will discover the, the whole car but how much more if the line is running through an established and organized body of people that will enable the car to go through the line within an hour. And that'll align more cars to come. You know? It's like healthy parenting enables more children to be developed and not have to go through counseling when they grow up and not have to go through you know soul healing and all these different things and being saved as you know being a lost sheep. You know, all these different things. Um, the child doesn't have to go through if there's healthy parenting. So there's a healthy body functioning in the earth in the dimensions and quality of the kingdom. We will fully see many sons come to glory. But the challenge is to, to expand our conscious understanding outside of our gifts. To see past our gifts. Because if we only see past our gifts and work, our gifts will never align to the corporate 
participation of the body, of what the body is really doing in the spirit. You know? Um, hallelujah. I believe that's why in the book of Revelation it talks about, it talks, it says different things to the seven churches that they need to align to so that they can inherit the promise. And as they inherit the promise, they unfold. The, the 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 world's dilemma that, you know that they you know the earth is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God so as they are inheriting Zion through the counsel of the Lord and the knowledge of the Lord and the fear of the Lord as they're inheriting they they are sent as sons to unfold the mystery of Christ. Whether it's Christ in a human body that eradicate sickness out of the earth, whether it's Christ in a in the mind, the mind of Christ, they eradicate demonic infiltration or strongholds or what we call depression, anxiety. You know, uh, schizophrenia, all these different things are mysteries that only Christ reveals the truth of. Only the mind of Christ can eradicate a mystery. You know, the mystery of schizophrenia. You know, these are not diagnoses, they are mysteries. You know, sickness is not a diagnosis, it's a mystery that Christ, the perfect body of Christ, is not being revealed in that human body yet. So as we're communicating truth and not just giving fruit, giving fruit is healing the sick, but communicating truth is revealing and, and serving divine health to another, you know? So you can see, you can explore this in every capacity, every dynamic, whether it's the, the parenting of the father and the son, you know? that restores the parenting in the household. There's so many different dynamics. Education, every element, government, um, every element is, is, is fulfilled in Christ, is revealed in Christ. And the wise will seek out Christ and not the world. You know, um, so, like I said, we're hearing the word of truth and, and, and that enables us to see where we are, like taste and see that the Lord is good or enables us to drink and be filled with the knowledge of we are in, we are of this new world, this new age. When you taste the water of life, you awaken, like Jesus said, it wells up to eternal life. You see the path, the highway of holiness. You return home. The well up to eternal life is the path home. It's a portal to home, you know? And it enables us to translate out of the, the dimension of the earthly realm into the dimension of the heavenly realm, you know? And we're all journeying together. There's a people returning. And as we return at together, we all develop and mature as sons and then as sons we are presented before the father like um 
hallelujah, in, in um, Revelation 7, I believe. He's like, who is all these people with palm branches and white garments? It's like, these are the people who endured the great tribulation. You know, their, their, their garments were washed with the blood of Christ. You know, they, were, they went on a journey. They returned by the redemption that is in Christ. And, they, and he says, they stand before God day and night. They, they're before him day and night. They live before him. It's not a it's not a practical pursuit. It's it's the posture of their identity. Their conscience has been made clean. They they identify before the Father, and he and he he protects them with his presence and like it was just shining light. This is where they are, you know. So a people returns, and as the people return, a people is seen. The people is manifested earth is groaning for the manifestation of the unified body of Christ, the sons of God, a unified and mature body of Christ, you know, spot a wrinkle-free bride, not individual believers, so spot and wrinkles is our lack of unity and community and common, common unity, you know, with one another. But it's discovered as we tread the path of the water of life, the river of life, together. As we see each other in the same path, as we align our understanding, become one heart and mind. Um, we discover it. Hold on one second. Um, this is in, um, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is in Philippians chapter 2. Yeah, chapter 2. He says, If there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of affection and compassion make my joy complete, that you think the same things, have the same love, as join as one's joined in soul, the one thing thinking. Wow, doing nothing according to rivalry, neither according to empty conceit, but humility, one another esteeming above themselves. Um, not every person looking at things of themselves. But each person also the things of others. You know, so unify people. And he's saying, like, if if there's if you receive encouragement in Christ, consolation of love, fellowship of the Spirit, if you received anything from the Trinity, anything from Yahweh, make my joy complete by being one heart. So now in this journey of our progression, we're not subjectively just holding on to what we received. We're now sharing it with the body. Here. This is what I've discovered in this river of life. Here. 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 And as we serve one another, we're well-rounded. As we serve one another in love. And not, like you said, vain conceit, rivalry. You know? Because rivalry enables me to 
produce life, but not discover unity. You know, the purpose of life is not to just do the gifts, but to discover what the gifts unlock, which is our union. You know, <clears throat> vain conceit. It puts me on an island, you know, and not in the boat, in the fellowship boat, you know, not in the ship where the fellows dwell. It puts me on an island where I just feed cargo to the ship, you know. So we can see the visuals of these postures. Um, so unity is a deeper, is a deeper quality than just using our gifts to serve. You know, like, I can't just say, speak on this podcast and expect things to change. This is just the element of the gifting, but I gotta get my hands in the in on the relationships of those that I'm around. I have to up my pursuit of union with one another, with others, becoming one heart, one mind. <clears throat> having the same thinking the same things and having the same mind that's two different things like it doesn't mean like being robots thinking you know it's having like thoughts having the same quality of thought that flows from the mind of Christ and and drawing out of this mind of Christ you know, so, um, man, this isn't even what I was wanting to say. Um, wow, this is crazy. Um, but I'm thankful because it allows us to see the journey of the faith, journey of the path. Um, for me, that's the journey thus far. You know, when I received the word of truth, I saw that I was in a body. And as I received from the body, I saw I was in, in an age to come. I was, I was living in an age to come, so I had to learn how to live from the future. You know, how to live in the future, in heaven, and from the future on earth. <clears throat> That's why he says, I wish that you all would prophesy. I wish that you all would communicate from the future. To stand in the future. Future is Christ future is the end stand in the end and communicate to the journey to the beginning you know <clears throat> um, so as we journey you know drinking of the water of life tasting the word of truth walking in the path of the spirit with the spirit walking in the spirit with the spirit and then identifying in Christ by the spirit you know, because the walk with the Spirit helps us to shed false thinking, but helps us to appropriate and discover and approach the being of Christ. You know, and as we identify inside of Him, um, <clears throat> okay, before that, Spirit helps us to sell our possessions, so it engages us in the earthly realm. That's why the Spirit convicts us of sin before the Spirit convicts us of righteousness. So as the Spirit convicts us of the illusion of sin, we, we, we let it go because it's an illusion. And we discover righteousness, Christlessness. Turns a light on in the, in the world of Zion, in the world of the kingdom. 
in Christ in whom we live and as we eat and drink we taste of his body and his blood we taste of his life we taste of, of reality in him and as we mature in him as a body and corporate people we align and discover his point of view his objective behold of the father you know and then as we objectively behold the father we see that we are in the four dimensions of his heart. Like he says, like uh, Paul says, that you may be able to grasp with the saints the height, depth, width, and breadth of the love of Christ. You know, So the height, depth, width, and breadth of his love is the totality of the Father, is the objective reality of the Father. You know? That you may know this love that surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled with the fullness of God. <clears throat> so this is a journey within that enables the unfolding expressed outside of us. Like he says, out of your belly will flow rivers of living waters. You know? So the four dimensions of the Father's heart is being in the Father, you know, identifying in the Father, living before the Father. Um, you know, and the Father being with us, and the Father being in us. And I talked about that on, on the, I think, the last one. Um, but as you can see how it goes with the, the path, of righteousness it enables us to see the drink the journey the person of Christ subjectively and corporately subjectively you know as a corporate man and then the objective behold of the father and then the objective or the subject of sending of sons the walking in his paths and Isaiah says many will say come let us go up so let's go on a journey based on what they heard. They heard that the mountain of the Lord, because before that it says the mountain of the Lord's tabernacle will be established as the highest mountain and all nations will stream to it. So as it's established, it's an echo, it's a sound by the spirit sent into all the earth. Seven spirits and, I, and Revelation says the spirit is sent into all the earth to communicate the sound of Christ's reign so that many will say, like he says, many will say, come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. They would have a new desire, a new, a new conviction, a new hunger to return to the mountain of the Lord. And then he says, so he will teach us his, that he may teach us his ways. So we're learning who he is in this dimension of the mountain, in a heavenly mountain, an eternal mountain. How do we get there? By the river of life, by the spirit of life. The law of the spirit is a law. It's a literal law. If you subject yourself to it. You inherit the inevitability of the law, you know, and that he's teaching us his ways. Now we're seeing his paths. So we're walking in his paths as sons. His path is his walk. Jesus was teaching his paths in the scriptures. He wasn't telling the flesh to do this, do that by law. He was introducing law again. He was unfolding paths to those who have known his ways. The disciples that he was talking to were already in fellowship with him and knowing his character and ways. They were touching and seeing his ways 
emanating out of his being spiritually. They saw him, you know, they saw the Mount of Transfiguration. They saw his face unfolded. They saw the, they, they, they heard the Father, the light of his glory. They saw the saints. I'm sure they saw angels. You know, this is all revealed to the sons, the new creation. Um, I believe that's why Jesus said that we are, you know, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than all of those in the Old Testament because we have a greater inheritance. You know, as we hear the word of truth and return together as the body, you know, the Spirit blessed the people in the Pentecost. He blessed their unity. They were united in one place. And the Spirit blessed them to enhance their unity to be a heavenly unity of Zion. That they may discover the spiritual qualities and spiritual gifts, spiritual realities and mysteries of Christ. And the eternal love of the Father that will bond them in a way that is beyond human. And when humanity sees it, they know that we are his disciples. They know who we are. They know what they are. They know what they want to be because they see the model of a people returning or people returning to them. And as they, we return together, we return back to the earth with the Father. You know, um, to emanate His glory, to reveal His glory. It's, it doesn't. We don't have to save everybody or have everybody return. Cause a corporate crusade, but you know, within our spheres of fellowship and service, God connects us with those who are returning with us. You know, but it's not a returning individually. It's a corporate unity. Without this corporate unity, we will never inherit sonship because sonship. True sonship is the sons of God. True sonship is emerging. Just like on um, Power Rangers, when they finally merged their vehicles together, it became one megazord, one being. Only that being could defeat, you know, the enemies. Only that being could could overcome. Only that being could, could be revealed to to save humanity, to eradicate darkness out of the earth. Um, so I believe this is God's heart, man. <sighs> man. I'm just, I'm just so amazed, man, that this was not even my desire to communicate this, but I'm really starting to see it. I'm really starting to see this is the goal. Um, as I'm studying in the scriptures and seeking in the spirit. And participating in the natural, I'm seeing that um, this is this is what he commands blessing on, you know, our unity, our unity with one another, but our our returning, our returning and corporate revealing, you know, the anointing, <clears throat> the anointing that that is upon us corporately enables us to unify and return. To unify as, as, as the corporate body, to unify 
the corporate body with the head, the sun, aligned to the consciousness of the sun, and to unify the, um, or not to unify, but to discover the unity. Sorry about that. To discover the unification that is already, that Christ already just established. Like this is not us unifying something that is not already established. The spirit of unity enables us to partake with what Christ has done. And our alignment is in the knowledge of this finished work. Yes, there's a finished work, but there is a journey of revealing for the knowledge of His glory. You know, um, the knowledge of His glory enables us to live in and participate with the His praises, with the communication of His name. But it's not done as one man. We're not looking for one man to be Superman or one man to, to minister to a mass of people. I, I, I believe that is over. That era is over. I believe the corporate body, I believe the fivefold will, will be less seen. And the, the weak vessels will be more seen. We will turn, just like, you know, parenting. When you have a new baby, you know, everybody focuses on that baby. And nobody focuses on the parent. Because the mature ones don't need a focus. The mature ones don't need amen. It's the babies that need, that need development. It's the babies that need, you know, the parenting, you know, of the body. You know, when, when, I, when I'm at work, I see the cars, the mini cars that are in the lot. They don't need focus. They don't need hands-on. But the, the cars that, that it hasn't been developed, it's more people serving that. More people with hands on that, you know. So I believe the era of development being in the classroom is over. Yes, there will be teachers teaching, but and that's there will be pastors pastoring, apostles being apostles, prophets, you know. There will be announcements. There will be standout announcements. But I really believe that the corporate gathering will be less around a man and more around a people united and aligned and and you know I mean I think Paul says like you know one person speaking the word you know giving giving a word one person prophesied yeah. like having a corporate people that that is well rounded and even you know and all these dimensions of of the body is being unfolded and, not, and they're not just in the place. They are discovering the river of life. And they are discovering the quality of Christ. The, the being of Christ. And they are identifying in Christ, in God. They've accepted their death on earth. And accepted their life in Christ. And accepted their relationship, the new relationship in the new heavens and new earth. And they're discovering the qualities together and exchanging and when they're weak they, they, they open up so that they can receive the strength of the Lord in the body they're communicating their weakness to one another you know it's, it's so many different dynamics that unfolds in this blueprint in this um, model of the body that, um, that is unfolded by the spirit
So, and then they discovered a father's heart. The father who, in whom we live, the father who we are walking before. Jesus says, do, er, do things, do everything before the father in secret. Everybody, do everything before your father. Minister before the Lord. You know, do nothing before man. Everything before the Father. You know, be in your secret place at all times. You know, and then the Father being with us, God with us in the earth. Enabling the qualities of his person and his power and his purposes to be revealed to the people. Then God, through us, personally, individually, you know, the power of his gift and qualities and nature and fruit. You know, so... Hallelujah.